0: What's up, guys? Welcome to the channel, it's FPL Korea. and today we are going to be previewing Game Week 23. I will be going through the best and the worst transfer decisions to be making for this Game Week, as well as how my team is shaping up for the upcoming deadline. so without wasting any time seeing that it's a short turnover from game week 22 into game week 23 i will first buy in the first half of today's episode the transfer traffic part of the episode our first buy for today's episode is going to be anthony gordon at newcastle so my last transfer traffic episode i had alexander Isak as a buy seeing that he was in some really good form but then he got Injured, So now we have Anthony Gordon up front for Newcastle seeing that Alexander Isaac and Callum Wilson are both injured for Newcastle which means they have no strikers and that means Anthony Gordon will now become an out of position player in the game for us FPR managers and if we look at Newcastle's fixtures short term as well as long term those fixtures are absolutely brilliant added with the fact that Newcastle are out of the Champions League so they have the ability to have their players being rested because they're not going to be pushing their bodies the same way they would have been pushing their bodies had they still been in the Champions League which means they will have more time off, they will have more time on the training pitch and that will give time for injured players to return to the squad as well. So now with Anthony Gordon going to be playing in this out of position number 9 position I think we need to bring him in. Looking at the midfielder options in the game, he is one of the most consistent players this season and he's only coming in at 6.1 million. That's quite a bargain for a player playing for a team who's going to be definitely pushing now for at least those Europa League positions. I don't think they can get Champions League football. I think they're too far off it, but I can definitely see them pushing for the Europa League. So definitely... Gordon has to become a buy for the long term. Looking at our second buy for Gaming 23, one of the most consistent strikers this season, Dominic Solanke. Bournemouth have been a revelation this season and I don't think a lot of people realise that they were only promoted to the Premier League last season just because of how good they have been so far this season and so If we look at how Bournemouth have been playing, one key aspect is their pressing ability. They've been really exceptional at pressing. They've scored actually quite a few goals from pressing. And to name a few, they pressed really well early, early on in the season at Anfield. And they scored an early goal there. And then again, we saw just last night against West Ham, similar thing, pressing The midfielders, the defenders putting pressure on them to make mistakes and what happened? Dominic Solanke capitalized. So looking at Bournemouth, I think we need to target their players, especially Dom Solanke and his next fixture is up against Nottingham Forest, the team in which he scored his first ever hat-trick in the Premier League. So coming up against a team that he really likes and he will definitely be confident going into this game, added with the fact that Bournemouth do play at home. So that does definitely play a role in making Solanke a greater appealing option for this gimmick game and gamings to come. As far as sales go in Gamic 23, we've got Pascal Gross and Levi Colwell. So not too long ago a lot of people were looking at the idea of bringing in Pascal Gross because he's cheap He is somewhat of a differential, but I just don't like Pascal Gross as an option because of the number of positions which he can be utilised in. He can play at right back, he can play as a defensive midfielder, he can play as a number 8 box-to-box midfielder, he can play as a number 10. So, he's got way too many positions in which he can play in, some of them, deeper roles. So, he's not got that fixed role up front in The field, so that doesn't mean he's going to get goals, going to get assists on a regular basis, which has been the case. He's really struggled four points of late, even though the fixtures for Brighton have been so appealing. So, I think if you have Pascal Gross, you need to get rid of that. There's much better options in the game with players who are playing as winners, naturally for their teams, or playing as number tens, or just higher up the pitch than Pascal Gross. So. I don't think someone like Pascal Gross should be in our teams any longer, which makes him a sell for game week 23. And looking at Levi Colwell as well, he's another sell. Seeing that he has now picked up a tendon injury, which meant he did miss the fixture against Liverpool in the midweek round of fixtures, he also has a blank game week in 26, as Liverpool will face up against Chelsea in the Carabao Cup. Also, another factor is the Chelsea fixtures are starting to turn. So, investing in their defenders is not a good option. And really, the main aim right now for the upcoming weeks, in terms of planning, should be to get rid of your Spurs, Liverpool and Chelsea players. With the fact that Chelsea have some difficult fixtures, it makes their players an easy sell. Cole Palmer is definitely old; hold, there's no doubt about that. But from a defensive point of view, I think you need to get rid of your defenders, such as Levi Corbett. Looking at a couple of players that I do think we need to keep for Game Week 23, some of the most sold players for this upcoming Game Week, the Man City duo Phil Foden and Julian Alvarez, the two shining lights for Manchester City this season, especially in the last month, two months or so, in the absence of both Erling Haaland and Kevin De Bruyne. These two youngsters have stepped up big time. And yet, people are selling them. And yet, they have a double gaming coming up. And yet, they do not blank in Game Week 26. It's quite astounding to think that so many managers are getting rid of both Phil Foden and Julian Alvarez. Even though these players are in brilliant form, they don't have a blank gimmick, they have a double gimmick. We should be keeping these players. Phil Foden has been exceptional of late he's been one of the most consistent FPL assets of late returning in four of his last five gaming so the fact that people are growing frustrated or unhappy with his level of returns is quite selfish in a way because he's doing what you expect him to do it's a different case if he's not even getting any returns he's still gaining returns yes because he's a manchester city player because the fixtures are nice you expect him to be getting those double digit walls, but he's not that type of player for Foden. He might do that once in a while, but the fact that you're getting a consistent player with consistent returns, that is happy days for any FPL manager because the success to FPL is having players who are consistent. So I do think you need to keep full Foden. You need to keep the faith in The Englishman and looking at Alvarez as well, scored a brace against Burnley in game 22. Yes, Haaland is back, but I don't think Haaland is going to be thrown straight into that starting 11. I think the way City and Pep have played out this injury, they've been very cautious. So I would be surprised if he started against Brentford on the weekend. Since he's been out of action for two months, he still needs to get some rhythm back into his game. Before he can be thrown straight into that starting limit. So I think. Look at keeping both Alvarez and Fulford in 4 game week 23. Alvarez I do think could possibly be a sell for 24. But for now I do think we still need to keep both Fulford and Alvarez. Because also targeting that double game week. I think looking at how City have played so far this season. They've been much more better from an attacking perspective and a defensive perspective. If I was going to triple up on City for GW25, I would triple up on their attack rather than have two attackers and a defender just because of how poor they've been at the back this season. So that is my thoughts on Phil Foden and Julian Alvarez. And looking at some of the most controversial parts of the episode, the players that I think we need to avoid for GW23. Our first avoid is going to be emerging star at Liverpool, Conor Bradley. He has been an exceptional talent that Liverpool have now found from their academy. He's been brilliant racking up goals, assists in his first two appearances in the Premier League as a Liverpool player. Yes, he's been brilliant on the eye. His numbers have looked really good but I do think that long term as well as short term, he's not the type of player you want to be getting into your team. Trent is back foot. He will eventually be thrown back into that starting level. Conor Bradley will definitely get minutes. He could come off the bench for 15-20 minute cameos. He could also be more utilised in the cup fixtures for Liverpool as well. And also crucially, Liverpool do blank in game 26 So I don't think we want to be jumping on too many... Liverpool assets, Spurs assets, or Chelsea assets as we need to be planning to actually get rid of these players in the upcoming week so that we can save our free hit chip because that chip is going to be extremely important for gaming twenty nine because it does look like there will be quite a lot of teams who blank in gaming twenty nine. So you've gotta try and manoeuvre a way to save the free hit for twenty six and utilize it in twenty nine, which is why I think Connor Bradley is in a void for Gaming 23. Our second void for Gaming 23 is going to be one of the most consistent players so far this season. The talisman for West Ham, Jared Bond is blanked in his last two gamings in fixtures which you thought he could do really well up against Sheffield United and Bond but but now West Ham do go on a run of some difficult fixtures. Their next two are up against Manchester United and Arsenal. So those aren't easy fixtures and then even further down the line the fixtures do look decent on paper but if you look closer at those fixtures up against the likes of Everton, Brentford, Aston Villa, those are not easy fixtures. So I do think it's time to avoid Jared Bond and possibly even sell the Englishman. He has been brilliant so far this season but I do see a in form in West Ham and in Bowen. So I do think it's time to avoid those West Ham assets, including Jared Bowen. So now that we've completed the first half of today's episode, we can look at how my team will be shaping up for Gaming 23. Looking back on Gaming 22, that's just come to an end. After Wednesday night, it was looking like a disastrous gaming for my team. But Thursday night proved a very important night for my team with Pedro Neto coming away with a goal and assist. Dominic Solanke my captain also scoring a goal. So it definitely paid off getting 57 points for the gamic not the best of gamics, but definitely a good gaming. So happy with that performance in looking at How we are shaping up for gaming 23. I'm not actually going to be making any transfers for this gaming. I'm going to hold on to my transfer roll the transfer have two free transfers for Gaming 24 and see how I manoeuvre my team. So the team that will take to field for Gaming 23, in goal, we have Martin Dubravka. He is now part of a team that is definitely going to most definitely improve because of the lack of fixtures that Newcastle have. And up against Luton, who did score four past Brighton. I think Luton away from home, a much easier team to target than when you are facing up against Luton at home just because of how their fans get on the backs of those away players inside. So I think Newcastle can actually do well in this fixture at St. James's Park. So I don't actually have too many worries over a clean sheet for Dubravka. He could possibly lose the clean sheet seeing that they did lose to Luton. But I do think at St. James's it's going to be a different story. And looking at that defense, we have Pedro Porro, Charlie Taylor, who is nursing a shoulder injury, and Trent Alexander-Arnold. So I brought in Trent last game. Didn't go to plan, but on the other hand, as a Liverpool supporter, I'm quite happy of the performance and what Connor Bradley was able to do in that fixture. So you win some, you lose some in that case. Trent up against Arsenal. We know Trent has a terrific record. Against the Gunners in terms of assists. And so I do think he could do well again. This game. Pedro Poirot did for the first time in a very long time. It feels had a proper blank. Didn't get any bonus points. Didn't get a goal assist. Anything like that. So it was quite disappointing against Brentford. Now against Everton at Goodison Park. That could be a difficult fixture. But I'm still backing Pedro Poirot. He's been one of the best fullbacks so far the season. In terms of the midfield, it's the same midfield from Game Week 22, Richardson, Neto, Bowen and Palmer. Richarlison has been in exceptional form of late. Seven in seven now, and it doesn't look like he's going to be stopping anytime soon. Madison returning makes him even more appealing as an option. So Captain C is definitely on the cards for Richarlison against his former side at Goodison Park. I can definitely see him being involved in that game. Massively getting a goal, getting assist. something is definitely there for Richarlison to be had for points. So I do like him as an option as far as Captain C goes. Neto announced himself against Manchester United in a ridiculously crazy match. 4-3 Kobe Maino scoring. An absolute wonder goal right at the end after natural thought he had rescued a point for Wolfhampton Wanderers. So, Wolves will be full of confidence even though they did lose their game. They are scoring goals for fun under Gary O'Neill. They are enjoying their football under Gary O'Neill. And after the performance which Chelsea put up against Liverpool, Gary O'Neill's side will definitely think that they can hurt a beast that's already wounded. So, Looking at Neto, I do think there's definitely a good opportunity for more points in Game 823. Bowen and Palmer. Palmer has been a very consistent player, but for the first time, I think, this season, we saw how he struggled against Liverpool. So I am definitely worried over his performances in that game, seeing that he's been such a good player for Chelsea, the shining light in that side. So hopefully, he can get back into a better form. And looking at Bowen, I'm also worried about Bowen because two blanks, he hasn't looked the most convincing. West Ham have been struggling to even just take shots on goal in not just the last few games, but over the last month or so. So it's not looking promising for West Ham attackers. And so I'm just holding on to Bowen for this United fixture because of how fragile United are at the back. So anything can happen there, but I'm not really confident in Jared Bowen seeing that they are playing away from home at Old Trafford. And finally, moving into that front line, Erling Haaland, Ollie Watkins and Dominic Solanke. Erling Haaland is finally back. He got his first minutes from that foot injury against Burnley. And I know a lot of people are rushing now to bring in the Norwegian, but I don't think it's a case of you need to rush and you need to go out of your way to bring him in, I think. He's going to be given at least another week or two before he gets thrown into that starting 11. Because this has been quite a long injury that he has been nursing. And so, I do think Pep is going to be a little bit cautious. Which is why I said earlier on, keep Foden, keep Alvarez. Especially for Game of 23. Because I do think both of them will still start against Brentford. And then, looking at Watkins and Solanke Watkins scored a goal against Newcastle, almost had a brace against Newcastle, so that definitely shows some positivity around his name, definitely shuts down a bit of noise of whether we should get rid of Oli Watkins. So I'm keeping him for this game, but still though, I'm not totally confident in Oli Watkins. He does face Sheffield United, which is why I'm going to give him another chance in the team. And Solanke, the form that he has been in since the start of December, Late November has been exceptional. He's been one of the best players to watch in the last couple of months. Now up against the team which he scored a hat trick against, I do think he could do really well in this fixture again at the Vitality Stadium. So that is my team. I'm going to be captaining Dominic Solanke for the second game in a row. And for Ollie Watkins will be my vice captain for this game And so that is the end of our GameC 23 preview episode. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow the channel, drop that 5 star rating because it really helps the channel out. And I'll see you guys next time when we look forward to GameC 24.